What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanmanBaseballFan.com. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, yeah, I've been thinking quite a bit about where I think that our hobby and really kind of life in general is headed. Um, the, <laughs> some of this is going to be speculation, okay? But I think it's kind of interesting to think about. And, uh, you know, so my thoughts are based upon what I've been... I uh, have researched in the past, uh, over the past few months, on and off, not that I've been like knee deep or neck deep or anything like that in this research, but um, uh, I, I've picked things here and there, and I've tried to connect the dots and see where we are headed, and uh, I think it's kind of interesting, kind of a, kind of fascinating just to kind of step back and look uh, and you know see what might be coming down the road for us. So um, to start off with, you know, let's... I kind of wanted to talk about like the old school way of collecting here. So, uh, and you'll see this at baseball card shows still, where you have some of these older guys coming in, uh, sitting down on those, uh, you know, on those uh, metal, those hard metal chairs, the folding chairs, and they're, they're plopped like right in front of this big box. And they're going through these boxes of older cards, and right next to them is a tablet of paper. On the tablet of paper is hundreds of numbers that are written down in pencil, uh, with several of these numbers being crossed out. And if you've seen this before, you know what's happening. They are trying to complete a set that they've worked on for years, possibly decades. Um, some of these sets could be from the 50s or 60s or 70s or whatever. And They've uh, gone to the card show to fill their, their set needs, and that's what they're looking for. So, you know, if they have like 1972 tops, for instance, and, you know, the high series is giving them uh, fits, you know, they might have 13 different holes in that set that they haven't run across yet. So they're going through boxes and looking for those specific numbers. Uh, every now and then you'll see this translate to uh, Facebook, not as much anymore, but you still do see it every now and then is you'll see a want list uh, from somebody. And what they do is they'll take a picture of their handwritten uh, want list. I, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, love, I love it personally. I think it's so cool. It's like, a, it's like a, a throwback to how things used to be in the 80s and 90s. And uh, you know, even with my own collection, whenever I started out, um, I remember uh, you know, going through and uh, you know, typing up several different iterations of my want list and have list. And so it went from a Word document to an Excel spreadsheet to this to that to ultimately a, a searchable, fully visual uh, online database on a website at kinsecocollector.com. Uh, and you know, it's obviously you know, a, a great, great tool, not just for yourself, because uh, the one thing that was really handy for me is if I were to see something on eBay on my phone and I was away from my collection uh, or even at a card show and something popped up that I wasn't quite sure I knew I had or not, I could quickly go to CansecoCollector.com, do a search, and it could tell me right away um, if I had or not. The same thing goes for cards I wasn't quite sure what the year was. I could do a search and I could find it and you know tell somebody what the exact year was and the make and that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, we have such a wide array right there, right? We have, we've gone from 
uh, you know, the old school, really cool kind of throwback way of, of handwriting uh, wants all the way to, uh, you know, building a robust website like I did that's searchable, sortable, it's visual, and it also helps other collectors as well. Um, so uh, there are many other Conseco collectors. Actually, after I sold out, I uh, put my website back up specifically for other Conseco collectors to use as a resource tool. And so they still use it today, even though the last cars that had been added were like in 2018. Um, but it's still very helpful for 83 to 2018 for people to see what, what's out there. Um, so uh, now we're going to take another step forward, which is going to be humongous, I think. And I think we're almost getting there, kind of. So I want you to, uh, to think about digital cards. Um, I wrote an article about digital cards probably mm, about five years ago or so. I mean, so they've been out for a while. Didn't really understand it. Uh, I researched it. I understood it more. And then I forgot everything I learned because <laughs> they don't really appeal to me all that much. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about some of the cool things that I've seen of digital cards. Not, not really cool enough for me to really kind of dig in myself, okay? But um, I have seen some things where, uh, you know, you have uh, moving backgrounds, which is kind of cool. So it kind of uh, uh, mimics a... Uh, shimmer. You also have some uh, some cards that might have a little video in them. Uh, there's also some that they'll do, which I, this is kind of the part that I don't really, I'll admit I don't really get, but <laughs> but kind of, but not really. Um, there's some game used digital cards where there's like a picture of a patch piece. It's just a picture, you know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyways, it's just a picture. Uh, same thing with autographs. There's like an autograph, but again, it's not autographed, but apparently, uh, you know, sometimes the players will have actually signed it digitally or something. I guess I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, so I guess that's kind of a kind of a neat thing. But they also have serial numbered tiered uh, cards as well. So you might have a base, and then you know, a gold that's out of fifty, a black that's out of twenty-five, or that's out of ten, a blue that's out of five, and then you know, one of one platinum or whatever. You know, so. Uh, and so on the outside looking in, you think, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> these are pictures. I could literally take a screenshot of this and save it on my phone. I could save it on, uh, you know, on my computer. I could make my own parallels. It doesn't, you know, like, what's the big deal on this? Well, so part of this is, is because of uh, the ownership, the provenance of these cards that you have so you actually uh if you use like a uh tops bunt app for instance i mean if it shows up in there then it's yours and you can trade it with others and and all that so it's kind of a neat thing there so it kind of builds a community and i remember downloading the app and doing a few trades you also get a few uh free cards a day or at least you used to which is kind of fun and you've got a marketplace and so it's very it's a hopping thing. You know, there's a lot of people that are doing this, but, uh, and I still personally, for me, I can't really connect with the digital cards yet. Here's what I can connect with and where I think that we're going. Um, I think that it is becoming more and more, uh, 
interesting to people to be able to uh, show off their collections online. And that's why you have many collectors like myself that take great pride in the scans or the pictures that we take. And we want to make sure they look their best so that way we can you know, kind of share with everyone else. The more that happens, uh, the more stock we put into the interest or the excitement of uh, getting a card to show to everybody to be able to picture. And I remember it, it was almost kind of ritualistic a little bit where, uh, you know, I, I get excited about getting a card and I start thinking, man, I hope I can really capture the essence of the card so I can show it online and kind of show the beauty of a certain card as if it were in their hand like it is in my hand, uh, but like for real. So I... And, and that's why I like showing off a lot of these cards online is because I think they am able to capture that for the most part. And I appreciate when other people do that as well. Uh, it obviously uh, not only is fun you know, for you to be able to proud, be proud of what you have, but it also helps other collectors uh, determine what they like and what they don't like. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a two-edged sword there, so to speak, in a good way. Um, because you know there's there are a lot of new collectors that i encourage to go online and take a look and see what they like um you can have uh you know pictures of two different pictures of the same card and it's a night and day difference one is like okay it's just card the other is like wow that is so nice and i want to do anything i can to get something like that um a perfect example of this would be um i think it's the uh 98 essential credentials there's a future parallel and a now parallel uh one of them is a uh is in a ah uh, it's like a it's got a plexiglass kind of acetate neon green yellow uh you know kind of base that you could see through with like some gold foil on it and then the picture and then the other one is the same but instead of the neon yellow orange it's like a it's like a neon pinkish purplish reddish you know kind of card they're both and it's really kind of funny because uh i've seen scans of these cards for years and it wasn't until i actually held one in my hand where i go oh my gosh this is like one of the nicest looking cards ever made um that's the difference between having a blah scan and a beautiful picture and uh and, and so uh, i think i really fell in love with the gold uh first whenever i saw a cal ripken jr on ebay i go man i've i know where a jose is i've got to try to get one <laughs> i've got to try and get one and so uh when i got it, i was like oh my gosh these are <laughs> these are ridiculously beautiful they're just absolutely insane i might share those on social media tomorrow by the way i, I got a great picture of them and uh yeah i'm looking forward to that actually so and shoot i mean same thing with uh uh halloween so it was halloween uh what was it uh yesterday i guess man seems like it's uh been, been longer than that but uh i uh i took out my uh my jose frankenseco custom the a6 tops where he's, uh, uh, oh, what is it, uh, like a Frankenstein uh, type character. 
And uh, I only show it on October 31st. I've done that for the last number of years and everybody goes nuts over it. Uh, but it's fun. It's fun to be able to share this stuff. And so, uh, zooming out a little bit, let me tell you kind of where we're, where we might be going with this. I've heard that there's a lot of people out there uh, that are suggesting that there's going to be virtual real estate if it hasn't already been available. Uh, virtual real estate that's going to be available to people and you can buy it. So for instance, you could have a plot of Cyberland or whatever you call it. I guess cyber is more of a 90s term, but still you, <laughs> you, get what you get what I'm saying. Or you have like a, uh, a house that you live in virtually. And I want you to picture this. So a lot of you out there probably have a VR headset. Um, we just got one like a year ago and I've been wanting to you know, try out VR for years. And we finally got, got a set and I gotta say, I love that thing. Don't really have time to mess with it. It's Atticus's and he doesn't even really use it all that much. But, but whenever we uh, do, we play a few games uh, on it and, and it's incredible. It's so wildly immersive. And so picture something like this and, and down the road, I'm sure we'll probably have more, uh, more photorealistic environments that we can move about in. But imagine putting on a VR headset and being in your plot of your own plot of virtual land that you purchased uh, with real money, by the way, you know, and uh, and you continue to build on to this house that you have. You have, uh, you know, a kitchen, you have a living room, you open up the door, you're in there and uh, inside the living room, you have a couch and television and you've got drawers and you've got things uh, that are hung on the wall. And let's say, for instance, you like art. And so you buy these NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens, you can Google that later if you don't know what that is, uh, which are basically digital, uh, digital assets, I guess you could, you could say they are, um, of you know, these pieces of art. So they're hanging on the walls of your uh, virtual house. And so you, know, you, as the person that's in the VR, using a VR headset, could, could walk up to it inspect it, pick it up, hold it, turn it around, uh, look at it up close and so we step back and admire it. And, uh, you know, let's say you want to do, uh, you want to look through the, uh, uh, music that you have. Well, you go over to your virtual record player and underneath that's a cabinet. You pull out the cabinet and you can thumb through all of the records that you have because you own the mp3s to these records you pick up a record you put it on your virtual player and all of a sudden you're listening uh, in the background to some of your favorite music the music that you own by the way it's digital but there's a uh, virtual physical representation of it in uh, terms of being a, a record and record player um really really kind of a neat thing to think about so uh anyways basically you uh you know, continue on, you go over, you sit down uh, on your uh, couch and you end up uh, having somebody come over and uh, you end up uh, uh, allowing this person to come over virtually. So they have their VR headset on as well and they could be two, three, four thousand miles away and yet they're sitting there right next to you like you can see them and they can see you. 
So there you are in your virtual house with your virtual friend that's actually a real person, but like I said, thousand miles away. And you're talking as if you're only two feet from each other. And your friend and you both collect baseball cards. So uh, he wants to see your baseball cards. Well, you have a box uh, that's in your cabinet. So you go over in your virtual house, you pull out your virtual cabinet, and all of a sudden you have access to your entire collection and to show it off. You give the box over to your friend, he can go through it and pull out cards and uh, you know, pick out the ones he likes and offer up a trade because he brought a box of his virtual cards too. Which, by the way, here's where I think it gets kind of interesting as well, is maybe, just maybe, these, uh, these cards ha are simply a virtual representation of the physical actual cards that you own. Okay, so uh, it's not just digital. Maybe it gets there at some point and you know, maybe not. But for now, in this uh, situation, these are all uh, virtual representations of physical, physical cards that you own that are archived inside of your house, your real house. So you all go back and forth and uh, you end up working a trade while you are literally immersed, in, again, in this virtual reality house of yours that you own. And so as you do this, a contract is written up uh, when you agree to do these trades and you have the, uh, the contract that's, uh, you know, that's written on the blockchain and, uh, and it's a done deal and you have, you have a trade. So all of this has happened virtually where you're literally not just, tra you know, transacting, you know, you're not just making transactions and trades. You're literally able to just have people over and show your collection as well. Um, or you could just sit there and look through a collection. Um, I could tell you, uh, for my collection, I, I would, it's kind of funny because I was sitting next to likely the world's largest unique Conseco collection, like about two feet away from me at all times. Right. Uh, but I would visit my website 10 times a day, uh, just to look through the scans and the pictures instead of actually pulling out a stack of them because I knew I was able to. Uh, do a quick search or sort of all the refractors. Uh, that would take me five seconds as opposed to, uh, you know, the 15 minutes that would take to pull out all the refractors from uh, that were in order throughout all my boxes, enjoy them in my hands and then go, okay, gotta spend 15 more minutes putting them back now. <laughs> you know, so uh, there are a lot of different uh, benefits for uh, going virtual like this. And I feel like the more that people put stock into these virtual things, the more important it's gonna be uh, to have a real nice visual representation of your collection and everything else. And ultimately, you know, as an aside, I think that a lot of people are going to uh, end up, uh, <laughs> if this virtual real estate thing uh, you know, kind of really takes off, I could imagine people uh, living in a tiny little apartment in real life. Uh, but building this ridiculous mansion online where you end up having company over to your crazy virtual mansions that you have or whatever uh, and not worrying a, a lick 
about what you <laughs> what you live in, in real life because nobody comes over there anyways it doesn't matter and you're plugged in into the virtual realm for most of the time um that might be a little conspiracy-ish and you know theory-ish and maybe a little too futuristic i'm not really sure i don't know how far uh, that's going to get pushed all i know is that by and large the average american today at the very least uh spends so much time looking at their phone and any other devices it's almost as if they do want to live inside uh, the internet there <laughs> so and i think that this is the next step i think this is what's going to happen i think virtual reality is going to become a very very big thing and i think that's going to affect our collecting in huge ways uh, i don't know if it's necessarily good or bad uh, as a technology guy myself i'm i'm intrigued you know i think it's kind of fun and kind of cool i don't like the idea that we might possibly disconnect even further than we already have been uh, when it comes to face-to-face -face contact with people in real life. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm probably more uh, considered an introvert myself. I don't really uh, do a whole lot of in-person meetings when it comes to work uh, projects I'm doing, and you know, I don't, I just don't get out a whole, uh, a whole lot. I mean, you know, not really much at all. I probably <laughs> probably go to less than a handful of of parties each year and you know, that kind of thing so uh so it might not really affect me nearly as much as it might affect somebody that's out every single weekend and all that so uh or you know going to meetings every single day uh which that might by the way uh you know affect meetings as well could you imagine doing virtual meetings like that uh in a virtual reality setting uh every day instead um is this coming i think so yeah i think i think it is i think uh at least some derivative of this is coming. Uh, I, like I said, I'm very curious to see what happens um, when it comes to a, uh, you know, a card collecting community that we're in, the card collecting community that we're in. Uh, I'm curious to see what our take on this is going to be, and the adoption of it, and how quickly it will be adopted by the masses. Um, I think probably in. 2016 or so, uh, I did a video, um, like a 3D video, like a, a tunnel, where it's like all my collection of cards was kind of uh, on the, you know, the ceiling. It was like a, a a 3D tour of my collection that was going through with music and everything. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful piece. Um, but uh, you know, I, th I think it's probably quite a bit ahead of its time. Um, and people probably don't really know exactly, didn't really know exactly what to think of it. You know, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was really cool. Uh, but yes, I, I do think that as we go forward, uh, the actual visual representations online, whether it's virtual reality or not, are going to become increasingly important. And, uh, you know, the, the small... Uh, flat type of scans that don't do too well that look kind of fuzzy or whatever I think just don't think those are going to cut it anymore you know and I think that as a as a whole the hobby uh, loves to share and show off what they have in as spectacular of a fashion as possible um, as much as the hobby as a whole likes to see these spectacular pictures 
these beautiful runs of rainbows that we've done, these uh, uh, completed sets, these uh, unique uh, niche collections that we've put together of players, these runs of certain type of parallels over the years. Um, you know, just uh, an incredible, incredible array of different types of cards. It's always fun to see this stuff and it's uh, great eye candy to be sure. And so, Anyway, I think that's kind of probably where we're going. Um, I don't know, but I, I think that's kind of what we might have on the horizon. And uh, I, I still am kind of enamored by the thought of of everybody, you know, kind of not really, yeah, I don't want to say enamored me because that makes it sound like I'm kind of in love with the idea. I'm really not. I'm just kind of curious about seeing this because I feel like there is going to be a shift of people that care less about their physical assets and more about their virtual assets, you know? So, uh, and maybe that does translate more into digital cards. Maybe not this, uh, you know, maybe not this generation, maybe not the next generation. I don't know. Or maybe it will be this generation. I'm just not really sure. Um, all I know is like for now, I still don't really completely understand or get the digital card thing. Um, I could probably, see myself fiddling with it again in the app and getting hooked on it, which is probably why I don't, I don't have any business actually doing that because I'm busy with everything else uh, that I'm doing. But um, that could definitely be a real possibility. I, I know that there's definitely some merit to it because there's so many people that love them. Um, will, they, will they take the place of actual physical, physical uh, cards? I don't think so. I don't think they ever will. I think it's just gonna be a separate thing altogether. Um, I do like the idea of virtual cards being tethered to the real physical pieces. Uh, and I could see that. I could see that happening. I mean, shoot, that's kind of what we do now when we uh, take pictures of cards and we show them online, right? So uh, <laughs> the meaning is not the picture itself, but it's the fact that you have the card in the picture. Um, and that's kind of what makes it fun and exciting to share. You know, and uh, uh, that's that's kind of the name of the game, I guess it goes whenever it comes to sharing that. But plus also realizing that, you know, you have the satisfaction of being able to hold the real deal, the real McCoy in your hand anytime, whenever you want. But it's nice to have a, a beautiful virtual representation online to not only look at yourself uh, for yourself on your phone or whatever, um, which, by the way, I love doing myself also. I, I love <laughs> looking at my collection on my phone and all that, but also to be able to share with every, everybody else. So those are my thoughts. Um, this could be two years down the road. This could be 200 years down the road. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be two years down the road. I don't think it's going to be 200 years down the road either. I think it very well could be um, you know, within a decade or something when we have mass adoption for this sort of thing. Um, you know, I mean, just imagine, I mean, this, this sounds a little more, uh, you know, matrixy, futuristic, where, where we're all like kind of living in these tiny little boxes and, you know, until we plug into the matrix, right? And then uh, everything's virtual and then you kind of uh, uh, see everything uh, in virtual reality instead. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get there or not, but it's kind of kind of fun to think, but... Now I have this hankering to, to watch all the Matrix movies again. So <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, uh, so thanks to guys as always for listening. Um, let me know your thoughts. I'm kind of curious about it. This is a, a very, very interesting topic to, uh, to discuss. So uh, thank you again and have a great day.